Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guest is Eric Upchurch. Thanks for being on the show, Eric. Thank you, Whitney. Glad to be here. Yeah, honored to have you on the show. I've I've enjoyed seeing your progress and the stuff you're doing in this space. And I, we met, can't remember the exact time. Oh, it was Rod Cleef Conference. I remember now. A couple of years ago, probably yeah. at this point. So pleasure to catch up with you again. Pleasure to have you on the show. A little about Eric. He's the co-founder of Active Duty Passive Income, which is a group you need to look up. They're doing some pretty cool stuff for our veterans, uh, which obviously I'm partial to myself. So Eric went from zero to 571 doors in the first full year of multifamily. Is that a GP? His goal, get this, this is incredible. I love this goal. I love that he just puts it out there too, uh, to end veteran homelessness nationwide this decade and to give $1 million annually to charity. Love it, Eric. I appreciate your desire to give back as well. Uh, I look forward to talking about that on the show as well. Uh, Give us a little more about where you're located, maybe your focus in real estate right now. Yeah. So I I live in Northern California. I don't invest in California right now. Um, What? yeah, we we did uh, we did some live-in flipping in the uh, San Francisco Bay Area, kind of as I was learning about real estate. But yeah, no investments in California whatsoever, just uh, out-of-state stuff. And you know, we're focused on multifamily and mobile home communities right now. Nice. Okay. Well, you know, give us a, a kind of a walkthrough of you know getting to 571 doors. What was some key factors that really helped get you there. I know everybody listening that's that's got that's done one deal or maybe they're trying to get to their first deal, even if they've done a lot of deals, they're probably wondering, okay, how did he do that? What were some key things that helped you to accomplish that? Well, I mean, first off, I didn't do it alone. That is for darn sure. So if somebody out there is listening, uh, you got to realize that part of multifamily investing is building an incredible team. And I was fortunate enough, you know, when we met at a, at a conference, I signed up for coaching. Honestly, never in my life will I go without a proper coach. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. I'm training for a half Ironman right now and I I hire a coach because you can't do that stuff on your own, right? So when you're going to learn something new, all the information is out there on the interweb. You can find it. It's free. But what you can't do is surround yourself by the people that you need to do something like this. And in my opinion, you've got to have the ecosystem and the community behind you to have somebody to back you up and to tell you, no, that's wrong. Or yes, that's right. Move forward or don't do that one or whatever it is. So I I was fortunate enough to stumble across my mentor early enough in the process. And then it's just, I mean, you, you know, a military guy, right? If there's boxes to check in an SOP, check the boxes and follow a well laid out path and just do the thing. And, and as long as you never quit, you won't lose. You'll learn along the way and you'll build lifelong you know, relationships. And so I just took that opportunity and said, well, if these guys in this room are buying multifamily, then I guess I can too. So just followed a well laid out path and made the decision and stuck to it. Nice. And I couldn't agree more about having a mentor coach. Like you said, you can find all that stuff online, but you can't 
find online somebody you can call when you have just that question you can't find right then when you need it. But tell me a little bit about how maybe that, how did you pick that coach? You know, what was important there, you know, about that specific coach that said, okay, you know, this is, this is the one, because there's numerous, I get calls every week from people saying, Whitney, you know, do you know this coach? Why, you know, should I take this coach? Should I pay this much money? All these things. So it's a big decision. And, you know, how did you decide that? I believe a lot of things happen for a reason. And when I left the service, I did a lot of soul searching. I was in therapy for three years after I left uh, my special operations unit and kind of learned a lot about myself and who I am and what my mission in life is. You know, my, my life mission is to educate, empower, and to help people grow. And I found somebody, thankfully, and, and it just happens to be Rod Cleef. And I know that there are a lot of great coaches out there and mentors out there, and they do great things for people. But you've got to have the right frequency and the right resonance with the person that you, you trust to, to bring you up in, in an industry or in something you're trying to learn. And so one of the things that really stood out to me with that program and with him in particular is we were writing our book, uh, Military House Hacking, and just the manuscript was kind of, we we're going back and forth. This is me and uh, Mark Yon, our CEO. And at that first boot camp, he didn't know me from anybody else in the audience. And I went up to him and I said, hey, let me tell you a little bit about who I am and what we do. Will you write the forward to our book? And it was a bold move, but you know, I was sitting there learning through, through that process, like be bold, you know, go with intention. And, you know, so I was like, whatever. I, it was in between like this break in between his pieces. And uh, I was just like, well, I'm going to interrupt him real quick. I know he's trying to get, grab some water, but I'm going to go ask him. And he did. And so with that, I just kind of started to see his heart a little bit. And, and to me, I look for those things. I look for those things in everybody that I'm networking with. Like, what are they trying to get? What are they, what are they made of? And then how do, you, how do you feel? Oftentimes, if you've got a gut instinct about somebody, it's right for you. It's not necessarily right for everybody, but you got to go with your gut instinct on people. So interesting. You know, I, obviously, I've got to know Rod as well and a great guy. I've done amazing things in this industry. And so tell me, though, what happened then? Well, what happened to, to get you, say, to, you know, even doing your own deals now and, you know, successful of y'all as you all have been now? So intention is one. And um, so I, I, I had the, the, the kind of path laid out for me, right, because I chose and I committed, but it was just execution. And it was intentionally paying attention to the people around me. I, I said, you know what? I'm going to be that guy who's always on the, on the coaching calls. I'm going to always be doing the homework that's required of me. I'm going to always be pushing forward and doing the action steps necessary. And I'm also going to put myself out there on social media, which is, you know, when you're, when you don't know, and I've talked to so many people in the last two years that are so uncomfortable being in front of a camera and nobody really likes the way they sound on camera or, you know, nobody likes the way they look necessarily on camera. Everyone's kind of got that fear of just being on TV or on YouTube or whatever it is, but you got to break through that. And so I said, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to, the first time I was ever on a Facebook live, I had a script. I was so terrified. Like I didn't know what I was going to say, you know, I can relate. Huh? Yeah. And so and so I just said, in this community, this multifamily community, I'm going to be present and I'm going to try and help as many people as possible. And I'm not going to quit until that first deal happens because I understood, and a lot of your listeners can probably relate to this, that first deal is the hardest and most critical deal to get done. So what happened was, to answer your question, people started noticing who I was and they resonated, a couple people resonated with me and they reached out and said, would you like to be on this, you know, part, as part of this deal with me? And so I was able to co-sponsor a couple deals, work with other groups uh, initially. 
And then towards the end of last year, our team, the team that I had built with active duty passive income that we built together, we started syndicating our own deals and closed an 80 unit and a 71 pad mobile home park. So congratulations, by the way, well, that's incredible. I appreciate it. Yeah. And I wanted to say thank you for your service as well. I didn't want to forget. So grateful for that, Eric, and and just how you're you're so driven to give back. So what was some of the next steps? So I know you started networking probably as hard as you could go. Tell me some steps that were crucial as far as just how you networked, how you started to grow your your network. Because in this business, it's it's crucial. Like you said, uh, building an incredible team and you have to be out there. Like you said, you have to network. How did you do that? Well, so there's several critical things you need to do. The first thing is you have to learn all, all you can. And we talked about that a little bit. So find your the way you're going to learn. And and the way to fast track that is is really mentorship or coaching. And supplement that with podcasts like this one and with books and things like that for sure. So learn all you can from as many resources as you can. And, you know, dedicate eight to 10 hours a week to do that while you're learning this. Next, you need to network your butt off. That is something that you and I do all the time as much as we can. Even having a podcast is like, how can we network more? You know, that's like screaming, like we need a network, right? I just went to as many conferences as I could. Every time one comes up and I had it on my schedule, I could make it to it. I'll fly. I'll go and I'll invest in myself and in the process and in other people by doing that. So local RIAs and meetups and just whatever you can do to get out there and network because you never know. You are literally one conversation away from your next deal. Every single time you have that conversation, you're one conversation away. And I'll, I'll, I'd love to talk about networking because I feel like that's part of my superpower yeah, um, please. a little bit. But the next thing you got to do is add value to other people. And that dovetails in a little bit with the networking piece. So I'll get more specific on that in a second. But the final thing is action. If you don't take action, you'll never succeed. There are, I've talked to so many analytical people out there and I've got a little bit of left brain, right brain going on also. So it took me a little bit to step out and, and say, okay, I can't do this on my own. But analytical people have such a hard time understanding that it takes a community to do most things. But once they break through that threshold and they, and they get that aha moment, whatever it is, they accept other people through networking or group coaching or whatever it is. They are oftentimes the most successful people in this, in this industry. So Really those four things. It's, it's learn as much as you can, network your butt off, add value to people and take action. And if you do those things over and over again with intention to be 1% better, success will hunt you down. You don't have to go seek it anymore. Love that. Love that. I like to say that the military gave me like a never give up mindset. You know, and I feel like that's paid off for me so much moving forward, just how you view things and when things are thrown at you, you know, that you don't see it as a problem or a brick wall. You just see it as this thing you got to jump over. Absolutely. Uh, The obstacle is the way. That's right. I love that. Uh, I'll show you that some of your viewers are watching can't see this, but my my screensaver says hustle, never, ever quit. You know, if I'm going to look at my phone 400 times a day, I might as well get reminded to, to get to it, right? So little things like that are helpful too. And, and my unit motto was night stalkers don't quit. And, you know, in the special operations community, it was drive, 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 always, never day off. So nothing hard about real estate investing after an experience like that. How are you networking right now? Like what's your networking tips right now? If somebody's like, okay, I know I've got to get out there and network, but you know what? There's no conferences now. Yeah, goodness, man. There are no shortage of webinars to be on right now, right? So, you know, just being on Zoom calls as much as possible. And yeah, there are probably more of them, but I feel like I was already on a lot of webinars and conference calls and stuff like that too, just to kind of supplement the real life uh, stuff. So 
you know, I've, I'm a speaker on several coming up here. And it, it's just those, those little opportunities right there are great ways to network. And those spawn new opportunities and new conversations. People can reach out to you and you can, you know, have lots of opportunities from there. So I, I would recommend just, I mean, if somebody really wants to find a way to network right now, you just have to like open your browser and look. I mean, there are people just yeah. out there networking like never before. It's Taking just, action, right? Yeah, you can't shake a hand right now. So yeah, yeah. Soon enough, soon enough. So, you know, how did you add value to people early on? You know, because I know listeners saying, well, I don't know much yet or, you know, I don't know anybody in the space yet. How can I add value to somebody? Yeah, there's some things you can do. Um, if you are uh, timid to the point where you completely intimidated to start something or to network or whatever, you can just find a friend, one of your friends that might be better at you with speaking in front of people or something. And you and they can go and start a meetup. If you start a local meetup, even if you're just getting started, you can become the, the S, you can look as if you're the SME, the subject matter expert in a field. If you just are the creator of an event, and then you go up and you, you introduce yourself and you say, hey, I'm Eric. I'm actually new, but I'm really looking forward to learning and networking with everybody here. So that's a good tip, I think, for somebody just to go out there and get started. And yeah, I mean, there's, there's tons of different things you can do to get started. That taking action. You know, tell me about uh, just... I know you were in the military as well, but, uh, you know, just the mindset though. And, and it was, uh, even after, you know, being in the military, I still had to change some mindset. You know, I mean, personally, I just, when, when I started focusing on self-improvement and my, my personal mindset, that's when I started seeing my business shift and, and, uh, move forward in bigger, bigger leaps. And I just wonder for you, like, you know, how did you get in the mindset to just keep driving forward or, or, you know, just be to think like an entrepreneur? Yeah. I mean, that's a good point. Actually, I meant to, meant to bring this up to kind of round out the last question too. adding value, you know, how do you get people to want to work with you or whatever? And it kind of goes really well with this. It's so when you're, when you're networking with somebody, um, usually you go to a conference or you go to a meetup or something, you're thinking about yourself, right? You're thinking, okay, I need to, I need to find an underwriter. I need to find, you know, I need to, I need to network with the guy who's on stage right there. I need to talk to them. Instead, why don't you go with maybe introduce yourself to them, but see what they need. And if you, if you go with the intention to add value to other people, like you could be talking, I could be like, Oh, Whitney and I had an awesome conversation and he said that he's got a deal, but he's really looking for capital investors. And then I go over and I, I talk to somebody else. I talk to say Kim over here and she says, man, I've got this money. I need to place somewhere. Well, if you're actually intentionally listening to the people you're networking with, and this is kind of critical here, guys, you've got to really imagine yourself in that person's shoes, have enough situational awareness in a conversation don't just look straight through their head and say, oh, okay, cool, yeah. Really take, this, take a second and realize that's a human being that has struggles and ambitions and everything else just like you. And of course, you're going to hope that they do the same thing. But either way, you're listening. If you listen to what they say, then you've got Kim over here and Whitney over here and you can connect them. And then you become the connector of two people instead of just going after something yourself. You now become valuable to two separate people. So that I kind of found that to be something I, I was, I was going to focus on and it works really well. It's an amazing thing to be able to do. The other thing is the mindset piece of it. So you've got to have a deep rooted why, like go seven layers deep on yourself. Ask yourself, why am I doing this? Why do, why is multifamily investing important to me? And if you say, well, because I want to provide for my family, well, why do you want to provide for your family? Well, because they, my mom, a uh, single mom, she took care of me really well. 
why is it important that you give her something back? Well, because so ask yourself that until you get to a point where you've got the answer distilled down into something so concrete that there's no way that you're going to get up out of bed and not have the motivation to do this or whatever your thing is. Or not get out of bed. Yeah. Or not get out of bed, be depressed, whatever it is. But so my, my why is I, I do this for the memory and pride of those who've gone before me for they love to fight, fought to win and would rather die than quit. So I buried 19 of my comrades with other brothers. So for those who can no longer struggle, for those who no, are no longer breathing, for those who no, no longer have the opportunity to fail, I do this for them. And for this, I also will give big. As long as we're breathing, we need to be giving. And if you go out there with a giving heart and a giving attitude, and that includes networking, something as small and superficial as networking, give. And if you give, you will receive. So you, you almost, you can think of it as giving selfishly, but, but do it because it helps other people around you and you'll be able to receive big things. And, you know, giving a million dollars a year, if I'm able to give a million dollars a year, I'm in a pretty good spot, right? But I'm also sure. helping hundreds of, you know, thousands of people potentially. So you got to think big on the giving piece and a lot will come out of you because you're, and you should see my vision boards right now. I mean, it's, it's in front of my face all day long. It's, you know, give a million dollars annually and gratitude and goals and all of these opportunities and things. So, you know, you got to feed your brain with the big picture things so that number one, it's no longer sitting in here. It shouldn't be sitting in your head. It should be out there. It should be visual. It should be, you should be saying it. You should be preaching it. And then your mind, I mean, I wake up in the middle of the night solving problems. My, I, I'm not, I do the I same thing. It just happens, right? Sometimes yeah. you just wake up and you're like, oh, okay. Well, that was cool. I'm going to write that down real quick. That's why you need that, that notepad and a pen sitting next to the bed so you, don't, so you can go back to sleep right after you write it down. But Eric, what's been the hardest part of this syndication process or, or business for you? Man, we were underprepared on the first capital raise that we did solo here. So always, always looking for deals. People ask, do you raise money or do you look for deals first? Same, all the time, you do the same thing. You got to raise money and you got to look for deals at the same time. I think that's the biggest thing is uh, for us, it was originally raising capital. And, you know, thankfully on the, on the, the mobile home, the first mobile home community we did, we stumbled across a family office and they funded debt and equity. So that was kind of cool. But uh, the first, the 80 unit we closed on was, it was a sludge, man. It was, uh, you know, it, sometimes raising capital, when you're getting started, raising capital can be like herding cats. It's, it's, not, it's not necessarily the simplest thing on the planet to do, especially if you're just a group of military guys, you don't know a bunch of rich folks, right? <laughs> right. Um, so nothing wrong with that, but you got to start calling your, calling your family members and calling your friends and seeing who's got an extra 50K laying around. And that's not easy all the time. Eric, what's a way that you've recently improved your syndication business that we could apply to ours? Oh, man. So as things are shifting right now, there's kind of this weird gray area between sellers that think it's still 2019 and us buyers who no longer are able to underwrite with trailing 12. You know, your T12 is essentially meaningless at this point. So you've got to look at F12 which future 12, which doesn't exist, obviously. So underwriting from unknowns is kind of one of those things that is um, a little bit more volatile than, than what we previously were underwriting. So, so we're looking at things like very, we already underwrote very conservatively, but now there's some unknown factors in there. So we'll, we'll underwrite with an assumption of 20% loss of NOI over the next two years or 
30 to 35 percent economic uh, vacancy. You know, what does that look like in the underwriting? And not, our, our LOIs don't necessarily have to reflect that, but those are the numbers that we're, that we're toying with and kind of going back, with, back and forth with, uh, with sellers, with brokers and sellers on based on those types of assumptions. Another thing is right now, you know, in 2019, I feel like it was a year where you could kind of get into a few different markets and see what you're, right now we're focused on the market that we know, you know, because we've got the, we've got the property management company, we've got kind of everybody in one spot. And so to be able to focus a little bit more, and maybe this is a really good thing that, that this all happened, that people are, have the opportunity maybe to be less strung out across the country, or you can kind of just focus in on where you know you can do really well. So those are a couple of things that we've done. What's your best source for meeting investors right now? Live events is great. Uh, LinkedIn is awesome. And I think that's probably it. Honestly, just best source is probably live events to me. Okay. What and about? I, I guess that could be live, even a live Zoom event. If someone sees your face and knows who you are, that's right. still, I guess. What's the number one thing that's contributed to your success? Perseverance and team building, I guess. That's not one thing. But um, <laughs> perseverance in team building, maybe. But yeah, but definitely perseverance. It, it, you, won't, you won't fail if you never quit. You'll learn a lot and you'll have some setbacks along the way, but you'll always be on the, uh, on the rise. I'm trying to teach my five and seven-year-old that, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I've got, I've got seven and 10-year-old boys. So, and, and I actually interviewed them for an ADPI kids uh, we did this ADPI kids one week where all five days I put in, I put out new content where I was interviewing either my seven-year-old or, or my 10-year-old about investments. That's and, fun. Yeah. It's it is interesting to see what their responses were. <laughs> well, Eric, I ask every guest how they like to give back. And I know that's a, a big thing for you. I'd love for you to elaborate a little bit on on your, how you give back and, and your goal there. Well, as we said earlier, we're going to end veteran homelessness this decade. There are, um, back in 2018 on, uh, I think it was December, 2018, 38,000 homeless veterans were counted in one night and across the country. And so the goal 38,000 homeless veterans is a large number, but it's not at the same time. It, that is an achievable thing. 38,000 veterans to get them off the streets into housing that they deserve is a goal of mine. And so we are partnering up with, Veterans Community Project out of Kansas City originally. Uh, they built 50 tiny homes, permanent structures, not, not on wheels or anything. Very unique uh, system. It's all privately funded. So we're raising $35,000 right now to build one house. That was a goal of mine for this year to just to build one. We've raised over $20,000 for that right now. Wow. But yeah, that's, uh, and the next project is Longmont, Colorado. They're building 26 homes on a parcel that was subordinated to them. And then after that is St. Louis, Orlando. So they've, they actually now have 3,000 cities across the U.S. that have committed to the Veterans Community Project organization to, to follow suit and to bring the organization into the town to end veteran homelessness. So pretty neat. It's going to happen. Wow. Well, love your heart behind that, Eric. And obviously, I'm a veteran, so I'm grateful, uh, as I hope the listeners are as well, uh, grateful again for your service. And tell the listeners how they can get in touch with you and learn more about you. I am a real Eric Upchurch on Instagram and Eric Upchurch on Facebook. You can find me or you can email me at eric at activedutypassiveincome.com. Don't go yet. Thank you for listening to today's episode. 
I would love it if you would go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. I want to hear your feedback. It makes a big difference in getting the podcast out there. You can also go to the Real Estate Syndication Show on Facebook so you can connect with me and we can also receive feedback and your questions there that you want me to answer on the show. Subscribe too so you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, I want to keep you updated. So head over to lifebridgecapital.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with me, sign up on the contact us page so you can talk to me directly. Have a blessed day and I will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.